Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you as I'm with you each and every weeknight, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. That's 9 p.m. Eastern time right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also iHeartRadio. Tune in the award-winning SiriusXM app. And I'd love to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. Uh, a lot to get to today as we have a full Premier League Pundits preview and prognostication show uh, coming up today. I'm going to go through every single Premier League match and uh, give you my picks and also give you some betting odds courtesy of betonline.ag about where you may want to put a little money in. There are a lot of stories, though, percolating in the world of football outside of just the return of the big leagues this weekend after this interminable international break is over. And don't get excited, by the way. September the 8th, we have, uh, uh, pardon me, October the 8th, we have another set of interminable uh, international <laughs> international qualifiers coming up uh, but i am um, there's a lot of stories going on around the world of football we're going to talk about them in detail not least of which by the way is the fact that it seems like fifa's ridiculous plan to have a world cup every 2 years is not going down uh, without a fight at least from fifa uh, claiming that the fans desperate for this uh, I ask you, are you desperate for a World Cup every two years? Think about that. When we get to the other side of the break, maybe you'll be able to send me an answer. Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, really, it's a ludicrous concept. Uh, we're going to talk about the ongoing uh, back and forth a little bit with the U.S. men's and women's team against uh, the U.S. against U.S. soccer. We talk about this a lot. We're not going to get into too much detail on it. I'm just going to kind of update you onto what's going on, to what's uh, happening. And uh, after a very exciting midweek in the Champions League, we're going to get back to business, you know? Back to the nitty-gritty of the Premier League. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. It is wonderful to be with you. I do hope you'll make me a regular part of your week. I'm going to step aside, take a break, and be right back with more after this. All right, welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio. Great to be with you. Nick Eber here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. We've got a massive slate of Premier League matches coming up this weekend. Uh, some really exciting matches, uh, not least of which uh, we are looking forward very much to Tottenham-Chelsea on a Sunday as the marquee matchup of the weekend. Now, I intend to place a, a few dollars uh, on these games. I'm not a big sports better. I'm just putting that out there right now for you. I do thoroughly enjoy betting on sports, but I do it with uh, small amounts of money. Not big amounts of money. It's really more of a uh, entertainment dollars, uh, certainly not part of my lifestyle. But when I do bet on sports, there is only one place I go, and that is bet on, betonline.ag. And, uh, you know, with the NFL season back 
and better than ever. Uh, all, I, all eyes right now are on the gridiron because in America, the NFL is the number one bet sport in the country. And uh, the new NFL season is a go, as, of course, the Premier League season and the Champions League are going as well. But as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season, as well as Premier League, Champions League, Europa League, all the international football, anything you might want, betonline.ag. They have a new updated site and interface. They have even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything NFL football and beyond. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. You heard me right. That's double your initial deposit. Just for signing up, don't forget to use promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. And this show is presented to you by Bet Online. I thoroughly recommend you try them. Actually, I've been betting on sports for a long time, and Bet Online is where I have always bet on sports. Uh, money in, money out, no problem. Great experience all the way around. All right, a um, couple of stories to get to. I'm going to start, I'm not going to spend very long on this story, but I, I'm going to mention to you, if you know anything about me and you've been listening to me on the radio over the last 20-plus years, you will know that one of the things that drives me absolutely batty is hypocrisy. And when I turn to the current issue regarding the U.S. women's national team, unfortunately, there is plenty of hypocrisy to go around on all sides. Now, I am a supporter of the U.S. women's national team. I am a supporter of women's football, and I haven't always been. I'm just going to put that right out there. Not that I've ever been a detractor of women's football, but it's it, it's only in the last five or six years that I've really started being excited by women's football, watching the international games, watching some of the club games, and kind of following the growth of what I believe is the next high-growth sport in America. But I am not a current supporter of the women in their fight for equal pay with U.S. soccer. I am all about equal pay. Don't get me wrong. But if you listen to this show and you've listened to my analysis of the situation, the women have a totally different contract than the men, one that allows them and affords them salaries that the men don't get, support for their league that the men don't have because they don't need it. Let's be honest. That's why this isn't some you know great bonus that's just out of largesse. If you want a top-notch women's program, the women have to play in a top-notch league, and U.S. soccer have put money behind the league uh, through their allocation of salaries for women's national team pool players that are playing in the women's league. This was all negotiated by the women in their collective bargaining agreement. This is what they said they want. And now all of a sudden, they're moaning about not having equal pay with the men. There were issues that they brought up that I were definitely uh, supporters and agreed with, uh, Unequal treatment, unequal level of hotels, unequal level of transport. Um, I wished and hoped that FIFA would come down with strict regulations about the surfaces that women's uh, major women's tournaments should be played on. Uh, I, you know, because the women were playing World Cup games on artificial turf, which is ridiculous. Let's be honest, and they shouldn't be. But the big sticking point with the women is the 
prize pool money allocated for each team. And the problem with this is comes from the fact that FIFA gives some uh, some, some something like a thirty a sixty million dollar prize pool for the women's World Cup, and there's a four hundred million dollar prize pool for the men's World Cup. Now, the reason for that is that FIFA value the men's World Cup uh, at what uh, eight times the value of the women's World Cup in terms of revenue. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Because FIFA sell their World Cup sponsorships for both men and women's World Cup combined. But certainly in terms of viewership, I mean, they don't come, you know, television viewership, the women's World Cup is a, is a minuscule number compared to the men's World Cup. So the U.S. women are upset that... The French national team, when they won the World Cup, got, I forget the number, $30 million to distribute. And when they won the World Cup, the U.S. women's national team, they got you know, a $4 million bonus to distribute. Now that money came from FIFA to U.S. soccer to distribute to the teams. The women say, oh, no, 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 we want $30 million because that's what the French men got when they won. That is not a U.S. soccer issue. Take that up with FIFA. So in response to this ongoing nonsense, and again, a judge threw out most of the women's complaints because the other parts of it have been addressed, the travel, the et cetera, et cetera, the stuff that should be addressed. The U.S. soccer turned around and said, okay, fine. We're going to offer the women the exact same contract we offer the men. <clears throat> and of course, you would not be surprised to know that that's not going to be good enough. We need to chat about the statement given by U.S. soccer. Any commitment to equal play, pay publicly is good, Alex Morgan said. Quote, however, we need to look line by line at what they're actually providing because if you have equal, but it's not even what we got before or to the value that we are, then we will consider that not to be good enough. So, bottom line, they don't want equal pay because what she's admitting here is that it's highly likely that the men get less money from U.S. soccer than the women do, which we know is true. They make absolutely reasonable statements. This is not one of them. Their beef is with FIFA, not with U.S. soccer. The problem is, if their beef is with FIFA, they've got to go to the International Court of Arbitration, They've got to stand up, and they are going to learn the awful, the uncomfortable truth that the Women's World Cup is worth substantially less than the Men's World Cup today in terms of revenue. And as the prize money is considered part of a revenue share, the women get less revenue because their value, the value of the women's tournament currently today is less. Would we like to see it equal or greater? Of course. Will I, do I believe it will be equal or greater? I think eventually it might well be equal or greater. But it's not there today. <clears throat> this is a silly communal collective suicide right now going on between the U.S. women's team and U.S. soccer. And I'll tell you something else. When the U.S. women stop winning... 
their leverage is going to be substantially less. I'd like to see this whole thing ended. I'd like to see FIFA pony up. By the way, FIFA has the money. The FIFA could certainly make a statement and say, you know what, we're going to equalize the prize money between the women's winners and the men's win winners. I don't know why they can't do that. It's a difference between 4 million and 30 million, or 4 million and 60 million. You're telling me FIFA doesn't have 54 million when they make, uh, what, billions and billions on the, uh, on the World Cup? Their beef is with FIFA as it should be. I'd like to see FIFA equalize the, pri the, the prize pool for the winners. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. Got to take a break. I'll be right back. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. We had uh, Europa League yesterday, but today we are talking about the Premier League as the greatest reality show on earth returns tomorrow. There is some gossip, though, running around the world of football right now. Timo Werner, apparently being considered by Borussia Dortmund should Erling Brad Haaland leave uh, next summer. One of the funniest ones I've read, actually, was from a uh, Spanish publication that said, Barcelona are still keen on capturing Paul Pogba, but they're going to get him on a free transfer next summer because he's not going to sign a new contract at United. Well, let's just think about this. First of all, if Paul Pogba doesn't sign a new contract at United, which, which I don't believe is the case, okay, I believe he is going to sign a new contract and he is going to want to be sold if he doesn't want to stay. And all reports indicate that the arrival of Cristiano Ronaldo has reinvigorated Paul Pogba's interest in Man United. Not that I am convinced it ever waned, by the way. I think a lot of this is just the media making up media stuff like the media likes to do. But, you know, if Pogba's available, he's going to have to fight PSG, Juve, Madrid, a bunch of other teams. Barcelona are still looking in the shop window at the shop that they used to have a platinum card at. And now that card has been cut up and thrown away. It is going to be a while before they are on a financial, firm enough financial footing to be able to really get in the market and bid and fight for players like Paul Pogba. What do you think? Twitter me, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. By the way, I'm going to tell you why I think that Paul Pogba is going to sign a new contract at United. Ego. 28 years old, the guy's on probably, he's got maybe two or maybe at the most three contracts left. He is going to want to be sold, you know, with the likes of Erling Brad Haaland out there, you know, wanting <clears throat> 200 and 50 million, or, or, or was it, a quarter of a billion euros for him, and $800,000 or, or euros a week in pay, uh, you know, Pogba's going to want that in a contract 
so that he can be considered, you know, one of the world's most expensive players. If he leaves on a free, not going to happen. I don't think United will let him leave on a free. They're going to renew that contract either way. By the way, Sky are actually reporting that Paul Pogba is impressed by the signings. And of course, we're talking about Jadon Sancho, Cristiano Ronaldo, Rafael Varane. Uh, you know, those making a joke of the club Glazers have had a pretty good summer of signings. Quite just guy sports Pogba more than happy. Tottenham are, in, Tottenham are interested in uh, uh, Matthias Ginter from Borussia Mönchengladbach. We are going to have moves in the January window, folks. Uh, the January window, we will see movements this year. We didn't really so much last year, but this year we are going to see a fair amount of movement in January because there are clubs that really need to add players. All right. Uh, in the interest of time, let's get on with it, shall we, and get to our patented Pundits Premier League preview and prognostication show uh, because, <coughs> excuse me, uh, I want to make sure that we get to uh, all of the teams that are playing. All right, let's start, shall we, with the first match, which is today, actually, Friday. Newcastle-Leeds. Leeds are the favorite at plus 135. Newcastle at plus 200. All these odds are courtesy of betonline.ag. Newcastle winless on the season, as are Leeds. Newcastle have scored 12 goals. Pardon me, Newcastle have has conceded... 12 goals. Leeds have conceded 11 goals. Uh, neither team is scoring prolif prolifically. This is at St. James's Park. Um, I like Leeds United to win this, however. I think Leeds haven't really changed the way they play. They're still dangerous going forward. They still like to press. They still like to play a high tempo. The matches that they've lost... Uh, most notably the 3-0 against Liverpool. You know, yeah, they were outclassed by Liverpool, absolutely, and there was no way they were really going to win that match, although it looked like they were holding them for a while. But I will, what I will say is this. They don't change the way they play, and at times leads look very dangerous. They are going to come right this season. Steve Bruce at Newcastle, I mentioned he's the most boring manager in history. Um, there's no Callum Wilson, who's their best striker. He's still injured. Uh, so I, I, just, I just don't see it for Newcastle at St. James's Park. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a 2-1 scoreline for Leeds United. And currently the odds makers would agree with me uh, at uh, plus 135. Uh, let's move to Molyneux, where Wolverhampton Wanderers <coughs> are playing Brentford. And Brentford, the surprise package, you know, only one loss so far on the season, two wins and a draw. Uh, they have conceded only, are you ready for this? Two goals the entire season in four matches. Folks, this is a promoted team that has played Arsenal, that has played Crystal Palace, that has played Aston Villa, and has played Brighton. I mean, okay. I mean, they haven't been playing the Norwiches and the Burnleys and the Newcastles. It's a, it's a good turnout for Brentford. Wolverhampton Wanderers have been certainly disappointing so far this season, although they had a very nice 2-0 victory away at Vicarage Road, um, not last week because it was international, but the week before. 
they put their first three losses, which were against Leicester, against Tottenham, and against United. So you have to like Wolverhampton Wanderers. I mean, I don't think one really expects Wolves to beat Leicester, Tottenham, United, particularly not early in the season. Uh, I like Wolves at Molyneux for this one. I like a scoreline of uh, 1 or 2 nil on this one. Let's take a look at the odds makers. The odds makers would agree. Minus 110 for Wolves. They are going to be big favorites. Uh, total points. Over two goals is minus 120. Under two is plus 100. Odds makers think this is going to be a 2-1 match, I think. So I'm going to probably go with them. I'm going to say a 2-1 match. Even though Brentford aren't prolific scorers, they still manage to notch a little less than a goal a game. So... I think they're going to get that done here um, uh, at Molyneux. But regardless, I like um, I like Wolves for this one against Brentford. Next up, Burnley, Arsenal. Sean Dyche signed a new contract at Burnley, which I know is going to make Burnley fans very happy. Burnley happened to be one of those clubs that I'm not particularly excited about. Uh, they're a bit of a snooze fest for me. I think that the thing about Burnley um, is that they play well. They just don't get the results. They kind of can't keep the pace over a full 90 minutes. They played well against Everton. They had a good game against Liverpool. I think that was the opening match of the season or the second second match of the season, although they lost 2-0 at Anfield. Um, but they are... A club that could give Arsenal a bit of a hard time. And this, I believe, is at Turf Moor. They've scored three goals. They've conceded eight. Arsenal, folks, have scored one goal in four matches and conceded nine. Uh, I don't like Arsenal for this just because they are Arsenal or the Gunners. In point of fact, I like a draw for this game. And at plus 260... I think the draw is great value, and I'm going to go on a limb here, and I'm going to say this is going to be a 1-1 game. So Arsenal-Burnley is a 1-1 match. A plus 260, again, courtesy of betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Next up, let's talk Liverpool-Crystal Palace. Well, huh. You know, interestingly enough, this is going to be a really good game. Crystal Palace got an astounding 3-0 victory over Tottenham uh, uh, last match day, which I keep saying last weekend, but, you know, it wasn't last weekend because we had these awful international breaks last weekend. That coming off the back of a draw against West Ham, a draw against Brentford, which we know now was no fluke, but an opening day 3-0 loss against uh, Chelsea, you have to like Crystal Palace. They're playing good football. They completely outplayed Tottenham. And again, maybe that's the Patrick Vieira effect. I don't know. As for Liverpool, well, I don't know what to say. A great result midweek against AC Milan. And, and folks, you know, there are certain rivalries in football that are kind of hard rivalries and soft rivalries. I would say... Uh, Man United-Liverpool is a hard, nasty, evil rivalry. They hate each other. Um, Liverpool-AC Milan is one of these rivalries that always ends in great football. It, it, it's one of the true blessings of the sport. And if you watch the mid-league week Champions League match, 
we were not let down. Right now, Liverpool unbeaten in the Premier League. They're only, uh, drop, they only drop points against Chelsea. I remember Chelsea survived playing with 10 men for well over half the match. Uh, Liverpool in the Premier League, their last outing was that 3-0 victory over Leeds United. They've scored nine. They've conceded one. Uh, as much as I like Crystal Palace, and I, and I do, they're not going to get anything here, and I have to go for Liverpool. They are huge favorites at minus 455. All right, when I come back, we'll continue the patented Premier League pundits and preview show and prognostication. All right, I welcome you back to World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Also on iHeartRadio, tune in uh, the award-winning Sirius XM app. And if you miss any part of the show, you need to go subscribe to our podcast, which you can find at the Believe, B-L-E-A-V Podcast Network. Or anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, etc., etc. Anyway... I'm Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. This show is presented to you by uh, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget right now, a 100% match. You heard me right. A 100% welcome bonus. Double your initial deposit just for signing up. Use promo code NFL100 at betonline.ag. All right. We are knee-deep into our patented Premier League pundits preview and prognostication show. Uh, Let's continue, shall we? Uh, We left off at Anfield where I told you to take Liverpool over Crystal Palace. Liverpool currently minus 44 at, uh, pardon me, minus 455 at Bet Online. Uh, interestingly enough, the uh, under three um, is minus 121. Over three or three and a half is uh, plus 101. So they're not predicting that it's going to be a massive, massive goal fest. And I think that's kind of in keeping with what I think. I think Liverpool are going to win this one uh, by a score of. Mm, Trying to work this out. What do we think, guys? 2-1? Uh, uh, 2-1. 2-1 Liverpool at Anfield. There we go. That's it. All right. Next up, Carrow Road, where the lackluster, but again, I keep mentioning to you that I have an enormous amount of respect for Norwich. Clearly, that respect is not born out of their play on the pitch, where they've conceded 11 goals and only scored one in four matches. They're dead bottom of the table. Losses to Liverpool, Manchester City, Leicester City, and Arsenal. Now, I have to tell you, though, if you are a canary and you are looking at your team, you are thinking, how in the world did the computer spit out a first four matches of our new newly promoted Premier League season against Liverpool, Manchester City, Leicester City, <laughs> and Arsenal. Um, obviously, right now, Norwich are the odds-on favourites to go back down. Uh, they have a business philosophy at uh, Norwich that is one of 
conservative investment, rewarding the players that have and, and, and staff that have performed for them essentially in the championship, okay? And not overreacting to a promotion or overreacting to a relegation. Which means Norwich have had a level of core stability in the club as a business and as an entity that takes the pitch and plays that has allowed them to be bounce-back specialists into the Premier League. If they go down again, I would not predict, I would not take odds against them coming back to the Premier League in fairly short order. Having said that, they're going to be playing against a Watford side at home who have been pretty awful. They won their first match against Villa, but then they lost against Brighton, they lost against Tottenham, and they lost against Wolves at home two goals to nil. Neither of these clubs, both of these clubs, are going to be in a relegation battle. This is an important match. And it's tough for me to say. I can't see Norwich winning, but I can't see Norwich losing either. So the natural pred uh, prediction for this match is going to be a draw. I will tell you, you're getting better odds for a Watford win away than a draw. The draw is plus 240. Folks, it's a draw. It's 1-1 or 0-0. It's the under, and believe it or not, actually the over, it's two goals is the total, is the odds makers' favorites. The under is minus 101, the over is minus 119. It's going to be 1-1 or 0-0. That We're not going to see a lot of goals go into the net on this one, at least by my prediction. Did we skip Manchester City, Southampton, guys? We did. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> let's not forget that's this one. This is a biggie. And, of course, Pep Guardiola getting into some heat uh, of late with the, uh, with the city supporters, complaining, essentially, in a roundabout manner that the Etihad was not sold out for their midweek Champions League games. I think what Pep is forgetting is that many people work in the midweek and it's not quite as easy to fill out a stadium despite the fact that you are champions, despite the fact that you are Manchester City uh, in the midweek, particularly against a side that isn't exactly a high-profile side. Who are they playing? I, I forget who they're playing. Was it Zenit or someone like, someone like that? The fans are upset with him because, by the way, they've sold out, they've sold out most of their home. In fact, I think they've sold out uh, all of their home games so far this season. Excuse me, it was, it was Red Bull Leipzig. I don't know what I'm talking about, Zenit, seriously. Anyway, fans are upset. It's much ado about nothing. United, 16 goals in their last three home games this season uh, against a Southampton side uh, that uh, really is yet to win a game, has conceded six goals in four matches, Draws against West Ham, uh, Newcastle, United. They did get an, um, and a loss opening day against Everton. They're not going to win this game, and they have lost Danny Ings. 
Um, I don't see them getting anything out of this game. What I do see a Manchester City scoring a boatload of goals. So I'm going to say 3-0 for Manchester City, minus 650. Those are the odds. Southampton plus 1,700 if you want to take a long shot bet, folks. But I'm going to tell you right now, that's a bad bet. Villa Park, Aston Villa, will be hosting Everton. Um, to say that Rafa Benitez has been a revelation so far at Everton, I think is an understatement. Guys, this team has scored 10 goals on the season. They are second in scoring in the league. They have scored more goals than Liverpool. They've scored more goals than Chelsea. The only teams that have scored more are United and Manchester City. This is a club whose supporters were woefully upset at the appointment of Rafa Benitez because when he was manager of Liverpool, he had at one point said that Everton were not a big club. I mean, that is the silliest thing in the world, right? You get a world-class manager like Benitez and you complain about that. Well, he is proving what a value he is. 3-1 at home over Southampton. A 2-2 draw with Leeds. A 2-0 away victory against Brighton. And a 3-1 home victory against Burnley. They're now playing an Aston Villa side that coming off a 3-0 loss against Chelsea. A 1-1 draw against Brentford. They did beat New Newcastle, but then I could beat Newcastle. And a 3-2 uh, loss away at Vicarage Road to Watford. The more I look at this, and by the way, when we talk about Benitez, let's not forget, he showed managerial uh, new when he changed the team around against Burnley and fought back for the result. I like Everton for this game. I think they're going to win. Plus 210, they are the odds makers' favorite. I'm going to say Everton 2, Aston Villa 1. All right, just a few minutes left, and we've got three matches. We're going to time this perfectly, folks. Time it perfectly. Brighton, Leicester City. And, you know, Leicester City have been somewhat disappointing to loss on the season. A 1-0 to Manchester City. But the 4-1 away loss to West Ham at London Stadium was a very, very disappointing result for Leicester City. I mean, they beat Wolves 1-0, they beat Norwich 2-1, but, you know, again, I could beat Norwich. Things are not quite right at Leicester. I think they are in, they are not going to have quite the season they did last season. Typically, they fall off towards the latter part of the season. Um... And, you know, this is a match that everyone's saying is three points in the bag for Leicester. They are plus 185. Folks, they are not the favorites. Brighton are the favorites to win this at home. A plus 165. And Brighton are on a flyer so far. Three wins, one loss. That loss to Everton. They beat Burnley. They beat Watford. They beat Brentford. Okay. All three B teams. Leicester aren't a B team. I like a draw here, actually. 
to be totally honest with you. I'm going to take a 1-1 draw, uh, plus 225. Uh, let's move it along, shall we? West Ham, Manchester United, and what is clearly the big match of the weekend, along with Tottenham-Chelsea. Sunday is going to be a spectacular. Uh, uh, Mikhail Antonio is suspended, unfortunately, for West Ham, and that is a big problem. I mean, United coming off what was an awful Champions League in the midweek where they lost to young boys. Um, but, you know, anytime Cristiano Ronaldo's on the pitch, and again, it, you know, it's not just Ronaldo. It's the whole team, with the exception of the defense, which is pretty awful. Mikel Antonio is the deciding factor for me. I'm going to take Man United to win this game at West Ham, minus 125. I'm going to say a 2-0 victory for Manchester United. All right, last match, the big one. Tottenham, Chelsea, big London derby here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham, I thought, you know, did really, uh, really disappointed in their loss to Palace. 3-0, again, 3-0. That was a shocker, right? Chelsea, on the other hand, on a flyer, beating uh, Villa 3-0, beating Arsenal 2-0, beating Crystal Palace 3-0. It's, yeah, it's, it's at home for Tottenham. You can never, un you can never underestimate the Kane factor. Um, Chelsea are the favorites at minus 133. But you know I'm going to take Tottenham, plus 380. Anytime you get plus 380 on a team with Harry Kane and Hong Min Son, you have to take it. I'm going to take that. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a 2-1 victory for Tottenham in what is going to be the upset of the weekend. All right, that's going to wrap up our Premier League preview. Uh, that's also going to wrap up this segment. I've got to step aside, take a break. I'll be right back to wrap it up on World Soccer Radio right after these short but very important messages. We are brought to you by betonline.ag. Welcome back to World Soccer Radio. Just a reminder, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, and then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. That's when you can catch the show, and if you miss it, don't worry. iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning SiriusXM app or our podcast on the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, or wherever you download your podcasting entertainment from, you will find this show, and I do hope you will subscribe, and you can download this show and my thoughts and my dulcet tones into your device and listen to me whether you're in the toilet, at the gym, at the doctor, in class, whatever it is you do, wherever you listen to your podcast, and take me with you. Please, please take me with you. Um, all right, I've given you my rundown of every match for the weekend, so just in case you missed it, I'm going to recap it right now because I'm that kind of guy, you know. By the way, did I mention to you we're presented by betonline.ag? And all odds I give you here are from betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Let's make it quick. Leeds over Newcastle. Leeds mine, uh, plus 135. Wolves-Brentford. I said take Wolves minus 110 at the Molyneux with a score of 2-1. Burnley-Arsenal at Turf Moor. I said a draw. I like a draw for this. And Arsenal's woes will continue. 
at the Etihad, Manchester City face Southampton. You have to take Man City minus 650. Um, I think it'll be a lot of goals. Muchos goles in this game. Man City minus 650. Liverpool, Crystal Palace. Take the Reds. Minus 455. I said a 2-1 scoreline, which would mean take the under at minus 121. Uh, Norwich, Watford. I said take the draw. That's at Carrow Road. Aston Villa, Everton at Villa Park. Take Everton. The Rafa Benitez run continues plus 2-10. I said a scoreline of 2-1. Brighton, Leicester. A draw, 1-1. Plus 225. West Ham United take United at 2-0. And uh, Tottenham Chelsea, the upset of the weekend, take Tottenham at uh, plus 380. All right, folks, I'll chat to you on Monday. Enjoy the football this weekend. Stay safe. Till then, have a great time. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.